This week on the Ski Rex Media Podcast, we dive into travel skiing, which we've done before, and skiing for the seniors, which we haven't done before. That's right, a new topic here on the Ski Rex Media Podcast. Day to you all. This is, of course, Tim from Ski Rex Media bringing you another Ski Rex Media podcast episode. A new episode last week, as you know, if you were listening, and I certainly hope that you were. It was a repeat. I wanted to make sure the episode with the Robert and the Ryan Delena. I don't know why I said the Robert and the Ryan. That's pretty weird. I wanted to make sure the Without Restraint episode got more ears, got more listens, got more eyes, even. I wanted to make sure more people saw and heard that, so I replayed it because that was the only interview I did during the summer program, and the summer program wasn't as popular as the season program, as the fall, winter, and spring program, uh, which I'm not surprised by at all. I, I really am not. Uh, the, the summertime or uh, the off-season shenanigans program was not working as I hoped. We're going to try it again next year, but... With all that said, I felt that Robert and Ryan Delana needed some more ears and some more eyes, so I reused the audio, and boom, maybe you heard it before and listened to it again, maybe you heard it for the first time, I think a lot of people did hear it for the first time, so I do hope you enjoyed that. It was new to you in that case, but this week there's a new to everyone podcast episode, a podcast episode that I have to be honest, I didn't think was going to make it to being posted. I honestly did not. I thought this was going to be my third or fourth lost episode. Why? I had some audio issues. That's right. Tim from Ski Rex Media is 100% transparent when it comes to stuff like this and just about everything else. Um, if you have been a longtime listener, you know that. You know that I have been <laughs> transparent about all my blunders and biffs and mistakes and issues and screw-ups and the learning process. You know this. So this episode had an audio issue that I couldn't correct at first. I couldn't do it. So it was going to become, and to be honest, this is how long it took me to figure this out, it was recorded back in September. That's when I recorded this episode was back in September with Evelyn Cantor, a journalist who who journalizes all kinds of different things. And you can find out more about that by listening to the episode and checking out her links in the description, which we'll come back to. But this episode, it you know, we when we recorded it, I mean you you'll notice a couple things. You'll still hear a few little issues with the audio. Nothing major, nothing that will distract you from it. If I hadn't said anything, you might not even have noticed it. Uh, that's first. Second, I this is when I began my multi-months of sickness. Not COVID, just sloppy, gross sickness. And you could hear that. But with some of my editing, I fixed some of that because I couldn't breathe. Couldn't breathe through my nose. And when you're talking, you know, it's not easy to breathe through your mouth and talk at the same time. At least not for me. Who knows? What do I know? But there were issues, and I feel like I corrected almost all of them by myself because I am not an engineer. I am not an audio engineer, so I am going to pat myself on the back a little bit. Not too much because an audio engineer would have fixed this in about 10 minutes, but I don't have the budget for that, which is fine. I do it myself. Ski Rex Media, the one-man show, kind of. I say kind of because I do have partners. That's right. Well, right now, 
I have one partner because I am not going to announce the other partner quite yet. That's coming in a future episode. I may have actually already said it. I know I've told some people, um, so this might be a complete screw up. But anyway, please check out Whaleback Mountain, Whaleback Mountain in Enfield, New Hampshire, right off the interstate, I-89, exit 16, awesome little mountain. That's my home mountain. I do enjoy it. I love it. It is great. It's everything you can want in a ski mountain in a small package. Small isn't bad, and we talk about that during this episode. You want the groom stuff? They have the groom stuff. You want the natural stuff? They have a ton of natural runs. You want trees? They have trees. You want steeps? They have steeps. They can teach you how to do it. They can wrench you the gear to do it. They have uphill. They are part of the Uphill New England Pass this year, and this year they are also a full Indie Pass member. So if you have an Indie Pass, you can get two days at Whaleback included. Also, they're putting in the new left. By this year, they're going to have a new surface lift in and ready to go to get people on and around the mountain earlier and easier and it's going to be great it's going to make a great place even better check out whaleback mountain at whaleback.com link in the description whaleback mountain ski it to believe it and of course it is kind of the one-man show here at ski rex media because i do have guests here on the ski rex media podcast and that's what we're going to do right now let's get it to our guest Evelyn Cantor, this episode turned out kind of fun, I think. I dug it. I listened to the whole thing. I really enjoyed it. I think you will, too. Dig on this episode with Evelyn, this interview. I think you'll get a kick out of it, and I'll catch you at the end of it. Ski Rex Media, my friends and fans, is a learning experience. And we were just talking about this off off the recording before I pitched the record button. And if I don't know what I'm talking about, which happens, I go find someone who does. Does. I present to you, Evelyn Kantner. How are you doing, Evelyn? I'm good. Happy Excellent. new ski season. Aren't we excited? I'm excited. Except my season already started. I was in New Zealand in August, and we can talk okay. about that too. That'll be perfect. I was just talking, my last interview I did was with a person from Australia. So we were getting into that. So we'll definitely talk about New Zealand. We'll talk about a lot because Evelyn does a lot of things. Uh, a lot of things. Uh, I don't know how the woman has any time in her day. Um, and, and she lives in the most exciting city in the world. I don't know. Evelyn, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> I am a writer. I've been a journalist all my life and a skier for a lot of a big part of it. Um, I started in news as a writer, reporter, and uh, actually morning talk show host. So I'm used to talking to microphones. Uh, I love skiing. So I write about that. Uh, I was an investigative consumer reporter, which meant your rights when the airline loses your luggage, your rights when uh, your car is recalled. And when I left uh, ABC News and CBS News, the things that editors were asking me to write about were those two things. So I still write travel and automotive sure. and environmental and, of course, skiing. Excellent. Now, that's what we like to talk about. And all those things, we could tie that into skiing. Skiing's a travel sport. Wouldn't you agree? You can't go skiing without traveling there, and usually people drive. 
That's Even if right. they fly, Myself they're going to drive part of the time. Hundred percent. Now, let me ask you. I, I tell people, and I'm going to get into this now because I don't want to forget. And this is something I say to a bunch of people because of my love of Las Vegas, Nevada. Lived there for a year and a half. Love the place. I tell people all the time that it's a great jump off point for skiing because you have to drive anyway. Like to get up to in Colorado, you kind of have to go to Denver first. A am I wrong? No, you've also got Brian Head down south of, of Las Vegas. And if you keep going, you've got a couple of areas in New Mexico. There you go. The professional just backed me up, kids. I knew I know what I was talking about. And I love that city anyway. Um, Lee Canyon is awesome. Uh, I, we all heard my interview with John Emery at Alpine X. He'll put an inside um, ski center in Las Vegas eventually. You can ski all day and then go watch the Raiders. Evelyn has done a lot of stuff, as she says, and she's a writer, and she knows things that I don't. Now, let's get into the SeniorSkiing.com. Can you explain what you do for this? I know you just explained it to me, but you can, if you don't mind explaining it again. Okay. SeniorSkiing.com is a website that focuses on the 50-plus outdoor enthusiast. I say outdoor because it's also snowboarding, cross-country, um, and in the summer, hiking and fishing and all of the wonderful things that you do in non-snow seasons. Uh, it's It's been around for four or five years. A new owner purchased it last year the beginning of last season and hired me to be the editor. And that new owner is the guy who runs the 70 plus ski club, which was founded by his grandfather. So he's grown up in the ski business. Okay. Now this is one of the things I wanted to get into since oh, you know mentioned his name. I'm sorry, Richard Lambert, <laughs> Richard Lambert, shout out to Richard Lambert. A shout out to Richard Lambert. and He's one hell of a skier. I believe it. I believe it. I don't ever, I have no prejudices. People younger than me, older than me, they can all out-ski me. It's fine. Well, some mm. of the members of the 70-plus ski club are former instructors and patrollers. And they are beautiful okay. skiers, They're, you know, beautiful technically. And um, <laughs> some of them are in their 80s, and I can't keep up with them. Fair enough. I've seen this. We, we we all, I think, know somebody. But the interesting thing to me is I've never thought about it as an age thing. Like, for instance, we see Klaus Obermeier doing what he does at 100 plus. Yeah. And everybody's like, wow. But beyond that, I don't think of the age personally. Like this person might be younger than me, older than me, same age. But I don't it's not a consideration. Well, you know, we're pretty, so, we're pretty well covered up when we're we're on the chairlift. We we've got a helmet on, we've got goggles. You really can't see the gray hair or the or the gray beard. Um, a lot of the seventy plus club members proudly wear their stickers either on their helmet or on their jackets. And when you reach eighty, you get an eighty plus sticker. And when you are ninety, you get a ninety plus sticker. And it's awesome. a very good conversation starter. And I hope people are having those conversations. Talk to people on the chairlift. Absolutely, they are. The uh, the the really young people the, say, oh, I wish my grandmother still skied. Or the middle-aged people say, oh, I wish my father still skied. 
And it's the run off start to a great conversation. I mean, once you stop, it's difficult to start again. So the secret is don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. And I agree with that 100%. Never stop. I I stopped and it took me a while. Took me a while. Not going to lie about it. I stopped also, but they grew up. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Two kids. I mean, a lot of people, a a generation ago, we we stopped when the kids, until the kids were like five years old. I mean, now I see, I see what I call toodles on the slope. They, They can't even walk yet, but their parents have them on the slope. Absolutely. They're those little knee high peoples that go whizzing by. Yes. Munchkins. Totally. Mogul mice. I Mogul mice. They don't have as far to fall, and they think it's fun. Mogul mice. That's a t-shirt waiting to happen. Anyway, but you're right. They're little. They don't. They hit the ground at like what two psi? We hit it. It's, it's catastrophic. And and you know they're they're bendable, so they don't break. We do. They don't break. No, I I love to watch them, but I don't want to get in front of them. Mm-mm. No, they because <laughs> a lot of them don't know how to stop. Mm-mm. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I will say this. The thing that's gotten to me about little ones is T-bar riding. I've noticed they're not heavy enough and cause problems. Uh, Now, I know we were talking about seniors, but have you seen this? Yeah, you just have to pull your bar down far enough and hold on to it really tight. See, it took me. I worked as a lifty at our local mountain last year. For the fun of it and i was learning how to put people on a t-bar and little kids were just bailing i'm like all right pair up with an adult done send them on their way but i've also are. seen them lifted off the ground for on a palma totally which is really funny i shouldn't laugh uh laugh i because it happens <laughs> as long as they don't get hurt as long as they don't get hurt the the, the joy is to see a family skiing together when I see a grandparent skiing with a little grandkid, I just melt. Oh, absolutely. It's a wonderful thing. And it, it is a, such a family sport. So when we when we could keep going with our parents and grandparents, unless you're a first generation, I'm first generation. So, you know, only my cousin skied. So there you go. But we're still doing it. We could do it with our family. I try to drag my friend's kids up. Well, okay. This is a good segue into the Learn to Ski programs in January. Uh, And and, uh, the idea is to get more people on the slope, introduce them to the sport, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, or cross-country skiing. So uh, that's a program that's been running probably about 20 years. January is Learn to Ski Month. And then uh, many resorts now have, let's call them diversity programs. They have specific Mm -hmm. programs for inner city kids who do not normally have access to skiing to get them outdoors and enjoying the snow. It's the, the winter version of, you know, let's go take a walk in the park. It's wonderful. We my one of my favorite places, Whaleback Mountain, right here up the road from where I'm at right now. They have kids up from Boston. Same idea. Exactly. It's wonderful. Like it, it's really great. And they, these kids who come up, they love it. What's not to love? You're playing in the snow. Speaking of which, then, since I, I will get back to seniors, I promise. See, here's the problem. I'm doing an interview the way I do them, talking to a professional journalist. It's just all hell's breaking loose. It's too much for me. Um, 
So we could actually now see how unprofessional I really am. Don't let me uh, scare no, you. No, no, we're, we're good. Because um, I used to so be on your you're... side of the microphone. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I have too much fun. It is. You being down there in New York, you could see, you might even be able to see Big Snow American Dream. What do you think of that place? I know that seems random. No, well, I have, I have skied on the indoor thing in Dubai. Okay. The American Dream is, is the same idea. I think it's brilliant as, as a theater area. Mm -hmm. If go, if they enjoy it, they might actually want to go to a real mountain and have a real experience. Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to tie that in because don't wait for that kids. If you want to get out, it's right there in East Rutherford, get you some. It's awesome. And then you can go shopping afterwards. And then you can go shopping afterwards and then go watch the giants. <laughs> if you're a football fan, it's, it's really awesome. And it will help get more kids. And I say, teach them as early as possible. They get the lifetime love. And then they come back and they stay until they're seniors. See that, everybody? I brought it back around. They can live within that world and they ski in that world. So what? what's that community like? Like, what? what's it like being in journalism and focusing on that community? Like, that section of the community? Well, I, I also write general travel. And I will okay. be writing both a ski article and a travel article about my recent trip to New Zealand. Probably not, not nothing about driving, except I saw my first Chinese built car in the flesh in New Zealand. Awesome. It looks okay. It looks like an old Honda. Uh, <laughs> so they're hacky. They're, okay. It was a, it was a taxi, which is what they're being used for uh, okay. right now. Uh, they're not making luxury cars. We make the luxury cars for China, which is odd. Mm. Uh, but they're making solid, basic, uh, what would be called entry level, you know, green, green slope cars. Sure. I love it. Everything has its community. And one of the things I have found at, at ski resorts is that there's a bunch of uh, the local residents, whether they grew up there or whether they've retired there, they have their own over 65 or over 70 group. And they meet like every Wednesday morning or, or you know, every Thursday, not, generally not on weekends because it's too crowded. And they live there, so they don't have to ski on weekends. I don't ski on weekends either. Like, I refuse, but that's a whole other thing. Well, I have to when I travel because I'm not going all the way out to Colorado or Utah and not ski. That's a beautiful thing. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be there, you know, when in Rome, and I've never been to Rome, so I don't know. Been to Rome, New York. Well, New York's New York is a gateway. Actually, there are a couple of bus tour companies that that uh, bus up to uh, Wyndham and Hunter Mountain uh, sure. for a little over two hours. And they pick you up in one of the, the stop that I know because I live in Manhattan is at, mm. in Times Square. So more than once in my life, I have taken my skis and boots on the subway. Awesome. At 530 in the morning, which is another conversation starter. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I, I can only imagine. Like, there's some weird stuff you hear about weird stuff on the New York City subways, but skis and boots? What? Why not? Why not? You know, it's interesting to me you bring up the bus trip. And being a travel uh, writer, you would know, again, this is something. I, are these trips still around? Like, for instance, I, I worked with a guy. I lived in New Jersey for many, many years. And he said he loved getting the bus down there, Ocean County. Yeah. 
going all the way up to Hunter. It was cheap. He didn't have to drive. He could sleep. Exactly. And he got a meal. Exactly. Is that still a thing? Exactly. It's still a thing. There are three or four companies doing it. There's one from New Jersey. There's one from Long Island. And there's one from Brooklyn last year. I assume they're going to do it again this year. Excellent. And do they just go up to like the Catskills or do they end up coming up to like New England or something? One group and forgive me, I didn't do my, I didn't do enough research. I've forgotten no the worries. name of it. But if you Google it, it's, uh, they do day trips to Hunter and Wyndham because that's two hours each way. And they'll do Ooh. a weekend to Mount Snow or Killington. Okay, up in my neck of the woods. Awesome, love Mount Snow and Killington. Still love them to this day. See, that's something I, I I really wonder about because it was always cheap. Back in the day it was. And in this day and age where we talk about how expensive the sport is getting and how much of a pain it can be to travel to do it, like this seems like such a beautiful thing to me. Yeah, and there's, I'm, I'm sure there's bus trips in Colorado and, and Utah. There's public bus systems from downtown Salt Lake to Little Cottonwood and Big Cottonwood. If you live there, or if you're a tourist who doesn't mind taking the public bus, you can take the bus to the ski resort and not drive. In, in uh, New Zealand, one of the mountains has, I'm not kidding you, it is an 18-mile switchback road from the town to the base area. 18 miles of scare the four-letter words out of you switchbacks. And we were like two miles in, and I see a sign that says 16 miles to resort. And there's a huge parking lot, and there's people with skis and boots, and they're taking the bus because they don't want to drive that hairy, scary 16-mile switchback road. That's amazing. I've never heard of that. Which which mountain was it? That's Cardrona, C-A-R-D-R-O-N-A. Totally. We've heard of that. That's awesome. I would do that. I would drive it. I love driving crazy roads. Since we were only doing this for two days at Cardrona, uh, mm -hmm. we drove and we, uh, we were a large enough group. It was the 70 plus group. Um, mm -hmm. It was a large enough group that we had um, three, three vans, those 12 passenger vans. So they're not, sure. too, they're not too scary. I would not want to mm -hmm. do that road on a real bus. I mean, a big bus. I'd hang off the side if need be. It's fine. The views are beautiful. The countryside. Oh, I can imagine. I've heard New Zealand is just amazing anyway. Like, no matter where you go. It is. And the people are really friendly. And I will tell you the thing that I like the best about skiing in New Zealand, over 75 skis free i got a season pass for the week i was there free that's awesome free so that's over, completely anywhere in new zealand over 75 skis free we have a couple anywhere. of places we have a couple of places in the united states there's more in europe but there's only a few places in the united states that um that are skiing free over 70 and they keep moving it's a moving target summer 70 mm -hmm. summer 75 and summer 80. Mm. So I think Powder Powder Mountain, Utah is 70. Alta, Utah is 75. And they're completely free. But like you said, it's a moving target, one place. 
uh, some areas they were 70 last year, this year the 75, because there's so many of us, they're losing money. I mean, kudos to America and our health. We, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know. But look what a great invitation that is. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay for my ski, my lift ticket, which saves me money to bring my children and my grandchildren. Oh, yeah. Great. It's a great marketing incentive, and I wish more companies would do it. And actually, mm-hmm. we're going to publish that article this season about which areas uh, in the United States are ski-free over 70. I'm in the middle of researching it. Cool. Awesome. And we'll make sure we spit out all your links and stuff uh, here. Plus, the, all links will be in the show notes and description as well. So you could keep an eye out for that because I agree that the marketing for that writes itself. Like, you don't have to pay anything. So go spend money on everything else. Exactly. In- instead of giving you a coupon for $100 to off at, at, at the restaurants, you know, sure. You, 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 get, you get your lift ticket free. It's mm-hmm. great marketing. It's incredible marketing. And like you said, that I understand the losing money part of it because there is such a, a a large population of older folks in the U.S. We, we live a while. That's what we do. But they make money on tickets, but that's not where all the money's made. There's so much money flying around ski hills. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. And, and discount, <laughs> discounts on equipment for over 70 or over 75. Mm. Nobody's doing that here. There's And is that a thing down there? I didn't see that, but I will tell you that our ski shop in Queenstown, um, Cardrona mm. is 90 minutes from Queenstown. Remarkables is about 60. So you still have mm. to travel. It's not, you know, you don't go, you don't go out your, the, the front door in Queenstown and you're on a chairlift. Uh, sure. You still have to travel for an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, the ski shop delivered our skis. We had to go to the shop to get the, you know, the boots and skis measured, but then they delivered everything to the hotel. We didn't have to carry them back to the hotel. Awesome. Concierge service. Like we pay for luxury skiing here in the U S at least you think we did. Not that I'm knocking us. I'm not Patriot, but it sounds like they're living the dream. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I'm on my way down under, baby. I'm on the way. It'll take me a while to get there because I don't want to get on the plane. But no, it's a, it, it's oh. a it's a long haul. It's uh, 16 hours from the east coast, 10 from the yeah. west, and we had I a couple, do it. we had a couple of people from. We had one lady joining us from Alaska, from Alaska. She wanted to ski something <laughs> different. She lives that's about as different. 10 minutes from Alaska, and she flew all the way to New Zealand to ski something different. So that's also the appeal of skiing. It's always something different. It is always something different, which is why I say, if you love your area, great, but no one's better than the other. They're just different. New England, the Rockies, the Southwest, Canada, Australia, Europe, all different. And so are the people and so are the amenities and so are the restaurants and so are the hotels. Everything's different. And that's the beautiful thing about skiing I think personally, snow sports as a whole, they're travel sports. So you have to see something different, even here in New England. Again, I say it all the time. One of my favorite things about the Indy Pass is that I have so much I can visit and it's all different. Maybe it's independent, sure, but some are teeny weeny little places, some are big places. 
And there's indie it's crazy. Pass, there's indie pass members out west also, so you can use the yep, same yep. pass, which is mm-hmm. which is one of the great joys now. With um, indie is uh, either number three or number four. Epic, mm-hmm. uh, Icon, Mountain Collective, and indie, and then many resorts have their own resort specific passes. Mm-hmm. And if they're a member of either indie or Icon or Epic or Collective. Uh, you get additional days at one of those other uh, at one of the member resorts, even if you have you totally even if you have a, a you know a Killington specific pass. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a big thing nowadays. The big reciprocal passes um, over at uh, Whaleback, one of my favorite places. I'm a pass holder. I can get a couple days at a ton of places. Some are famous and people have heard of them. Some are Yagu Valley in Rhode Island. Nobody's heard of that. It's, I, you can I have so now much. and I love the name. Yagu Valley. Y-A-W-G-O-O. Love it. I will get down there. Ski Rhode Island, everybody. And I know people who've gone down there and they say it's great. The 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 vibe there, the people there are so wonderful. It, it, it's just a lot of fun. And those are the kind of family-friendly areas that the industry calls feeder areas because mm-hmm. they feed people to the larger ones. Absolutely. And they are super important. They're absolutely important. And we we still, thank goodness, have family-owned areas in, uh, in the United States. Yeah. And they are so important to the industry because 100%. the larger areas are going either corporate or they're being bought by local millionaires. It's a shame it's, in some ways. It's not. It's expensive. Um, you know, it, snowmaking isn't cheap. And exactly building a, you know, building a lodge with Wi-Fi isn't cheap either. No. And you're right. You, the money needs to be there. It's it's when people I think there's this thought and, and I could be wrong. I mean, it kind of goes along with the old stereotype that skiing is just a rich person sport. And it's not, you know, you would agree with that, right? It, it's expensive, but it's not mm-hmm. as expensive as golf. And that's interesting you bring that up because I've said that. And some people have told me I'm wrong. A, a, a golf day could be $400. See? I know. <laughs> and you, but, you have equipment. I mean, the, the, the cheapest sport around is probably basketball or soccer. All you need is a true. ball and, you know, a few square feet of flat area. Yeah, it, I get it. Uh, I don't hate on it, though. Like, I... I appreciate all forms of skiing big mountain small mountain a lot of money little bit of money your local rope toe hill those are fun absolutely ten dollar ski ticket the snow the snow is better at the bigger guys because they have more millions of dollars to put into snow making and grooming because mm-hmm. those grooming totally. mach- those grooming machines are a couple of hundred thousand dollars a piece. It is expensive. It's an interesting industry, but it's expensive industry, especially with the new technologies that are coming out. Some of that stuff, there's robots. You pointed out the Waterville Valley shirt that I'm wearing, and uh, I got this when they opened their new six-pack and talking to Tim Smith. He's, the way he said it, man, it's like there's robots running that lift. They don't have to look at it anymore. Yeah. Well, Big Sky and- has an eight-passenger. Mm-hmm. I was on a couple of sixes in New Zealand at Cardrona. And the the technology includes getting you in a lane so that you don't mess things up. Because how mm. how often have we been on a four seater where five people try to get on? Because you know nobody can count until January. 
It's true. I've seen it. <laughs> so these these things have actual lanes, and they um, a lot of the, the bigger the, a lot of the six packs now have have gates where mm-hmm. that doesn't open until you are ready to move forward, and that costs money. A little small family-owned area down the road doesn't have that kind of money. They also mm-hmm. probably don't have the terrain that requires an eight-seater. No, probably not. And that's the balance. It is expensive. Support your local hill. Go where you want. I've said it. Hermitage Club. Absolutely. Hermitage Club's private. I would buy in there in a second if I could. And those are the those are the people who who can to stay away from the crowds. I mean, I think Vale does a brilliant job. Vale Vale, not uh, as separate from the company Vale Resorts. Vale Resorts does a brilliant job on at Vale. The meeting point on the mountain mid Vale reminds me of the subway at rush hour with skis. It reminds hmm. me of Times Square. So I say, this is me personally. I live in New York City. I don't want to ski in a big city. Hmm. I don't want to ski at Vale because it is just so crowded. It's it's Times Square with skis. That's me. Interesting. That's me. Interesting observation, though. And I probably though. get beat up for saying it. Ah, heck with them. What do they know? There's lift lines everywhere, but that one that one place, Mid Vale, has lifts coming in from several different locations. It's like a, a, a spoke on a wheel. Hmm. And you've got people skiing in all different directions. You just don't know where they're coming from or going to. And I don't enjoy it. And I could see that. Um, That's an interesting observation to make. Like, I know I've heard it before where people say, one of the reasons I like to ski is because I can get out of the city. So New York or Boston or even Newark or Hartford or you know, for us here in New England, yeah. out west, Los Angeles, or Rockies, Denver, so on and so forth. I'm saying Killington can be crazy on a holiday weekend. God, yes. And you're not getting away from it. <laughs> you're, no. you, you just moved it from from Boston to Killington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. And it's it's an oddity, man, how busy it can really get. Well, it's funny that you brought up Vale, um, separate from Vale and Epic Pass, which took a lot of heat last year, especially here in New England, where you were getting photos from Stowe, where lines were out of control and you can't get through town. And Stowe's a teeny little town and Mount Snow, which they were showing pictures of lift lines. I worked there in high school. I never saw anything like that. It was a good snow year. On a powder day, you're going to have lift lines and car lines. Totally. Every where i mean mm-hmm. um it it can take it can take an hour and a half to get up little cottonwood canyon to to snowbird on a powder day mm. now speaking of those um well first i like how you very specifically compared veil to times square that's very interesting <laughs> that's to me. me that's very personal totally and i i've been there i'm a tourist to Times Square, never been to Colorado. And I know I've been there where it's shoulder to shoulder people. When I lived in Las Vegas, people like, what's the best time to go to New York City for less people for tourists? I says, dude, it's New York. There is no less time. And you could tell me if I'm wrong about that. There, There is, uh, when it's a school, summer vacation and school holidays, it's crowded. 
I, totally. I tend to avoid Rockefeller Center when the tree is up. I will go and totally. look at the tree once because I have seen it every year of my life and I will not miss it. But then I avoid it because you can have it. I'll get Rockefeller Center back after, you know, afterwards. And and I 100% understand because I've been one of those tourists yeah. on December 5th going to see the tree like this. Yeah. You know, it's it's just shoulder to shoulder. Also been on on a slope where there is nobody else and I am completely alone and I'm mm. just inhaling the sound of the trees there's the sound of the wind uh, mm. the smell of the snow when there is nobody there if it is a crisp day one of those snow those beautiful bluebird days the mm. sun actually sparkles like diamonds mm -hmm. and you're you're in that by yourself it is the most amazing experience and how can you stop doing that can't it's addictive and it doesn't matter whether it's Vermont or New Mexico. It's a beautiful sport that if you can get it where you're alone like that or close to that, you can see some the wonders of the world. Like the world is a beautiful place. Yes. There you go. And getting off the trail and into the ski, into the trees a little bit. Okay. I'm good with that. A little bit. Not a lot of it. Well. <laughs> I'm a wimp. I, I admit it. If they're spaced widely enough and it's not too steep. And the snow is good and it's not too rocky. I'm in there. Absolutely. I'll give it a try. I'll try it sometimes. But the Cottonwood Canyon situation, you know something about travel and cars and traffic. Is it as epic as we hear? Because I've never been there. If it's a powder day, yes. Okay. If it's if it's not, um, I mean, on a, on a Wednesday in March, probably not. I have been there when there's no traffic and I have been there when there is traffic. Okay. So in your opinion then, is it is it presented well, maybe in the media perhaps? Like, because when I hear about it, I'm like, God, all winter, it's like driving on the Garden State Parkway constantly, which is what I had to do when I lived in Jersey. And that's a parking lot. It's aptly named Parkway, <laughs> you know? And is it like, but it's not a constant thing. No, it depends on, it depends on the conditions. And it also <laughs> depends if there's been a big snowfall. Uh, the, the two canyons, Little Cottonwood and Big Cottonwood, just outside Salt Lake City, uh, totally. they are steep and narrow. So there is avalanche control. And sometimes they will close the road for avalanche control on the road that okay. backs up traffic. Got it. See, these are things I don't know because I've never been. So I find someone who does. <laughs> so awesome. Interesting. So then all this talk about like the gondola that might be built or other options, is it legitimate? Yeah, it like, is. Okay. There's, um, okay, let's, let's talk about someplace that's not skiing in Machu Picchu, Peru. They are okay. also talking about building a gondola, and it is, it's the same issue. They want to get people off the roads, which are sure. – that's an environmental issue. It's a cost issue. It's a gas issue. Mm -hmm. What it does to the beauty of the landscape, the history of the place, it's a little bit mm. different in, in Machu Picchu because this is a UNESCO heritage site so far – uh, the resorts in, in Utah are not UNESCO heritage sites. Mm -hmm. 
but the idea is to get people out of their cars. Uh, okay. The, the gondola, there would be a huge, probably ugly parking lot at the base of the gondola. You would still have to pay for parking. But just like those guys in, in New Zealand, you would be avoiding the 18-mile drive up the hill in sketchy road conditions. Totally, which is a bonus in itself. And everybody everybody who lives in Utah has either has snow tires or chains or a four-wheel drive truck. Uh, you've got people from Texas in a rental car with summer tires, and they go sliding off the road, and the road gets closed, and it gets backed up, and the powder hounds get angry, and yada, yada. So, Aha. you know, there's... It seems like that's not... It's those little things like that, like unprepared tourists or avalanche mitigation on the road. This stuff isn't presented to the rest of us. And that's okay because we don't deal with it on every day. Is if you're experienced. I mean, if, okay. you, if you're a dedicated skier, you research it. Fair enough. And for those who go out there, I've never been. I lived in Las Vegas and never went to Utah. Who does that? Ugh. It's across the street. <laughs> Literally across the street. <sighs> I wasted my time out there. Not to say I just wasted on the strip. I was in the outdoors. It, it's beautiful. The desert is awesome. There's some great hiking. What is it? Calico Hills out there? Mm. The, the desert is beautiful. There's some beautiful. There's hieroglyphics. You've got Bryce. You've got two national parks within a few hours. It's a great town. It's just a great town. And you can ski from there. 45 minutes out, Lee Canyon. Shout out. It's beautiful. It's another local feeder area. It is. I, I tell people who are like, hey, I'm going to be out there. I'm like, understand that it is, the base lodge is at 8,000 feet-ish. So you're up there. Yeah. But you only go up to 93. It's a small area. So it's a 1,300 vertical. But if you're, yeah. But if you need a fix, that's fine. And oh, it's 100%. Probably that uh, I don't know the numbers, but the indoor place in Secaucus and the indoor place in, in Dubai are probably not even 1300. No way. No way. Shoot. Again, whale back. Shout out. 600 change. But that's good. I get 80 runs on their little old double. Yeah. It's beautiful. Vert doesn't matter to me. Does it matter to you? Yes. Okay. Because I get to enjoy the scenery for longer. Ah, interesting point. Some people need a lot of vert. Some people are like me who are like more runs. I, however, I respect 100% the views, seeing nature. Speaking of which, did you see any echidnas or anything while you're in New Zealand? Because they come out on the slope sometimes. No. Uh, one, one of the remarkables has... Uh, a couple of stone sculptures of uh, some birds, you know, that's like a, a selfie point. Sure. But we, I also went to a bird sanctuary in Queenstown. Oh, cool. On, which had hundreds of local birds, including the, the famous kiwi. Love the kiwi bird. Which is a, a nocturnal bird. It doesn't come out during daylight. So it, you, you're, in, you're in one of these rooms that's, pretty well darkened it's awesome and you see them running around it's so cool i tell people i was when i was talking to uh maria from nobody's princess down there in australia i said that i was like we see those videos on social media all the time about the different animals wandering around wombats echidnas these things yeah 
we don't see that. So I was just wondering if you saw one. We I saw meerkats at at one stop. Oh, cool! I love it. I wasn't there. I for, believe in nature. I wasn't there for animals, um, except the ones I saw on the slopes. Fair enough, and that's what I like to hear. So, speaking of things we like to hear, we're getting close to Evelyn's time. So, I could I could talk to you for like ten hours because we didn't even scratch the surface on cars and traveling. See, th- this is this is a difference between a professional and me. She would have gotten all this stuff out of the way, ten flat, done. No, we were talking. We were talking about everything from your local area to New Zealand to the Rockies and the Wasatches and benefits of big passes. And we That's a lot of information. We talked a lot. We did. And that's what we do here. Awesome. So let's get some plugs in so you can follow Evelyn after this. It's seniors skiing, plural, S-E-N-I-O-R-S skiing media cool and it's not just for stuff for over 50 we've got news about the the new perks on the passes and which scary has been bought by who and uh and who's having a, a a great world cup season so there's also features about uh famous athletes and some of those famous athletes are in their 90s and some of them are named lindsey bond so we do a little bit of everything. It's not just for old people. And my own That's website fun. is Echo Explorer, E-C-O-X-P-L-O-R-E-R. Or if you just Absolutely. Google Evelyn Cantor, K-A-N-T-E-R, you'll find me. So Absolutely. On the website, I cover travel, automotive, scams, because there's a lot of those. We could do an entire show on just scams, but we're not going to do that. Well, don't do that right now. But there is one I might ask you about real quick when we get off. So echoexplore.com, check that out. Evelyn knows a lot about a lot. Go through her about section. She's standing in front of an indie car. Like she can drive. No, that I was passenger. Yeah. I didn't drive it. I was a passenger. Even so. I drive other stuff, but not that. Fair enough. Because she talks about all of it. I have driven it's, on racetracks. See? Haven't, I have driven a Rolls Royce at 120 something miles an hour on an airport see, runway. But that's another thing. I don't story. even get to touch a Rolls Royce. <laughs> awesome. So check out the links in the show notes, the description. Do it after you park if you're listening to this in the car. If you know don't somebody over 70, they should join the 70 plus ski club. Absolutely. Take the tip, my friends. Because there are trips all over. Richard Lambert does trips to Utah, uh, to Mammoth, to, uh, oh my gosh, the New Zealand trip was one of his. Uh, he also does one to Okemo every year. So there's, there's half a dozen trips, including Big Sky. And there you go, everybody. You're covered. Evelyn just told you what to do. Go do it. And then have a great winter. Miss Evelyn, we'll have to get you back on. And I'll have to structure myself a little bit better. I just got excited. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Not making excuses. Hey, we covered a, we covered a lot of territory, just like a good ski day. We covered a lot of territory. I love that. That's awesome. Excellent. Thank you, Miss Evelyn. I hope you have a good rest of your day out there or down there in the city. And thanks for having me. One hundred percent. We'll get you back on. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Thank you. And there you have it, my friends. Evelyn Cantor, a lot of fun. She's great. Isn't she great? And she knows all kinds of stuff. Again, 
She has been a journalist her entire career, her entire adult life, probably even more than that. And all of her links are in the description. Check those out to see what she writes about, which includes skiing and senior skiing, seniorsskiing.com. As she said, S plural. The link is in the description. Check that out when you are ready. Again, do not check that out if you are driving. If you're listening to this in the car, wait until you are done and then check that out. Right Right. Thank you for listening to the Ski Rex Media Podcast again, or for the first time, if you are new here, remember to follow, subscribe everywhere you can. You can subscribe on Podbean. That is my podcast provider. Or you can find the Ski Rex Media Podcast on many, many popular podcast apps and platforms, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Stitcher, all these other places that are still out there ready for you to subscribe to the Ski Rex Media Podcast. And of course, follow Ski Rex Media on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even LinkedIn, Ski Rex Media, very easy to find there. You can contact the program by sending me a social media DM. You can also go to SkiRexMedia.com. There you will not only find the email link, which is also in the description, to send Ski Rex Media an email, but you will find the SpeakPipe link. That's right, new this season, you can send Ski Rex Media a voicemail, and that could be anything. You could send me a question, you could send me a query, you could send me a concern, or even a criticism, just don't be a dick. You can send shout-outs for birthdays, anniversaries, or anything else you'd like, and I will answer those, or I will use them on the podcast. It's very likely I will put them on the podcast. Who knows? So check that out as well. Leave Ski Rex Media a voicemail from SkiRexMedia.com. Thank you again for listening, everyone. I will see you out there. The season has started in many places. Get those runs if you can. I'll be starting in December, and we're going to talk about that later on as well. And there'll be a new episode next week too, right? Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I'll see you on the next one later. Later.